Welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Please like and subscribe below. Now, Sevilla's famous sporting director, Monchi, has been linked by a number of media reports to a move to Aston Villa. Today, I'm joined by Ruri Barlow, who is editor at Football España, to find out more. So, Ruri, what's the latest on Monchi and his current relationship with Sevilla? Yeah, I mean, Monchi's had a... He's obviously had a very close relationship with Seville over the years, but in recent months and t- the last twelve months, it's been a it's been a hectic, it's been a tiring, exhausting year at Seville. I mean, this is a side that has just won the Europa League, but that last two months of the season under Jose Luis Mendilibar is sort of it is really kind of um, put put uh, some gloss over what has been a really tough season at Seville. I mean, they started off with Julen Lopetegui. He was sacked after two, three months into the season. They appointed Jorge Sampaoli. He was sacked again in late March because they were still concerned that they were going to be in a relegation battle. Monchi himself has been under fire a lot in the last kind of 12 months. This is a guy who's been lauded universally across Spain as one of the architects of Sevilla's success in the last 20 years. But some poor recruits last summer really did kind of put the focus on him, the fact that he backed Lopetegui. Things didn't go well Again, after three very successful years, it should be said, but things did not go well at the start of the season this year. Um, there were scenes of him kind of talking to the fans in the stands, telling them to keep stick with the team, telling them to keep coming to the games and kind of uh, giving them, them their support. So, yeah, it, it's been a really intense kind of uh, 12 months. And the latest is that Monchi's having a period of reflection. He has told Sevilla that he wants to... Um, leave the club reportedly it should be said um, citing exhaustion citing mental kind of fatigue essentially Sevilla have denied him the chance to go again this is all reported by the likes of Marca Diario As this is what's in the papers at least Sevilla have denied him the chance to go unless he pays his release clause essentially which is a, a year of his salary I think it'll be somewhere between two and five million euros depending on what you read and Sevilla president Jose Castro has come out on Friday night and said that we want Monchi to stay, but that he needs to give us a decision now. This has come as a bit of a shock to us. It's something that we weren't expecting. Um, and relations between Castro and Monchi are not 100%, shall we say. So, so yeah, it's a tough period to Sevilla from their point of view. The reason that they think that Monchi wants to leave is this interest from Aston Villa, interest from Spurs as well have also been linked. Obviously, they lost their sporting director, Paratici, um, a couple of months ago. So, so yeah, Sevilla think that Monchi wants to try something new, wants to go to the Premier League. Monchi, at least publicly or, or privately, but leaked to the public, is not saying that. Um, and, and, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Monday is the date that, they, that Sevilla have said, apparently, that they want an answer by. OK, so Monday is the day to look, look for it, see, it sounds like. Um, you know, I, I did a, a piece on Monchi uh, for our own channel the other day, you know, because I've followed La Liga for a very long time. Um, but what I said is that, you know, when I think back to the early days of La Liga, I think, you know, when I started following them in like 2000, I think of Deportivo La Coruña, Jaminia, I think of Ecta Cooper, Valencia, Guy Comendieta, even John Carew, you know, Villa players. You know, I think of things like that, but I don't think of Sevilla. Because Sevilla, when I first started watching it, were in the Segunda Division. So, you know, there was no real guarantee that Sevilla would, would then go on a few years later to become this sort of very dominant Europa League team that seemingly, seemingly wins it all the time uh, and is regularly competing in the top four in Spain as well. So, you know, how big a part did Monchi play in Sevilla 
establishing themselves as a team that everybody now thinks of as a real European giant? Yeah, I mean, look, every success, every victory, every kind of tournament win has a number of people involved. It's a, it's an effort of players. It's an effort of managers, backroom staff, presidents, directors, everything. But if you were to put an offer at the top of the list of all these successes, then Monchies would have to be there. I mean, he's been there for, what, 21 of the 23 last years. They came up with from Segunda with him. They started in Segunda and gave kind of the keys to Monchi. He wasn't expecting it at the time, but he developed a system. He developed a, an entire kind of recruitment kind of uh, plan and coverage for Sevilla, and very much so in those early days in kind of 2005 to kind of 2015. They were the sides that were recruiting from Brazil, from Argentina, getting in young talents before the big clubs were. Um, they've had to kind of shift strategy a little bit because the scouting networks from other sides have become a lot more kind of um, impressive and far far reaching but but yeah Monchi is very much the lead architect of their success without Monchi it's fair to say that none of this probably happens in Sevilla big clubs still I mean they have a 40,000 40, seater stadium so I mean they're they're obviously large but uh, it's fair to say that they're probably not going to be talked about or, or even kind of a European force so so yeah he is um, in terms of track record I'd say a few sporting directors in the world can can lay claim to what he's done at Sevilla. Yeah, and sort of what kind of business does he like to do? Is he, you know, he tends to, I know Sevilla have produced a lot of really great youth players in the last 15 years. I think it's Sergio Ramos, Jesus Navas, um, you know, uh, Brian Hill, a more recent one. Um, and then also the signings he makes, you know, uh, kind of players that might not be at their peak that they can then sell on for bigger fees. Is that kind of how he approaches his business? Is those are they, Is that how he likes to structure a club, I guess? Yeah, all of this happens in the context of the fact that Sevilla, without being necessarily short of money at all times, they, they're never going to be kind of competing with the big boys. So Sevilla's recruitment strategy has been, yeah, young players who are not have not yet reached their potential, try and bring them in, sell them on for bigger fees. Also, you see players that perhaps have been discarded by kind of the Premier League or, or kind of giants like um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, the Serie A, kind of big three or four teams there. And um, teams that, yeah, are are not necessarily using their resources properly. And um, Monchi will try and kind of latch onto that and bring in those players. And then more recently, I think, especially under Yulen Lopetegui, Lopetegui preferred to bring in kind of veteran players rather than necessarily kind of younger players that they can sell them for big value. And that's been part of the problem over the last kind of three, four, well, over the last two years at Sevilla is that generally they rely on those sales to kind of keep them going and to give them the the chance to reinvest that money and bring in those younger players. But Jules Koundé and Diego Carlos left. So that was a good 85, 90 million into their bank. But outside of that, they've really not had the chance to make kind of major sales in recent seasons. And that kind of more veteran movement through the site has been a problem for Sevilla. And it's why you see, even though they were very successful winning the Europa League, but it's why you see a side that has Ivan Rakitic and Fernando Reyes in midfield uh, and a lot of people were looking at when they were doing purely and, and saying, why have we got kind of two kind of mid-30-year-olds in midfield? Hezus Navas is obviously 37. It's now become an ageing side in recent years. Okay. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's worth mentioning players he has signed in the past. Even Rakitic, you know, 2 million euros, I think he got, you know, in 2011. Danny Alves, uh, the Barcelona Adriano, who then went and played for Adriano, not the Inter Adriano. Think of lots of players he's sort of plucked out, I guess, over the Absolutely, years. Yeah, 
Um, but you know, uh, he has he he hasn't always been as severe. I mean, he's a he's a name that I always identify with severe. But I was really shocked in 2017 when he went to Roma, just because you know, just thinking of him not in that severe environment was quite um, surprising. And to think of him going to a very different league that he'd never been involved with. And so he was there from 2017 to 2019, and it wasn't really seen as a major success. Um, can you sort of explain kind of what went wrong there? Yeah, there's a number of things. I mean, obviously, I think people at Roma will have different views on this, and they, they will have kind of what they think of it. It's probably a little bit more accurate than what I can give you. But from kind of a an outside level, Monchi at Sevilla until recently and this is part of the reason he's considering leaving i think is because he's partially lost a bit of power in the decision making at Sevilla, and that's right. partly why relations have, have broken down but monchi has always had kind of universal power almost at Sevilla because i mean he has been so good he's earned it he, he deserves that power in a certain sense but he goes to roma a club that is very much it's a massive club it has its structures in place it has a lot of powerful people kind of within and around the club which which called the shots which um yeah m- make big decisions and monchi was the one that essentially said it's time to move on francesco totti so from the very start you're kind of on the back back foot trying to move on a club legend like totti who who is next to roma kind of the next biggest thing in rome <laughs> um, so so yeah totti i mean rajana and golan he tried to move him on as well so i think monchi has always had kind of the power and the backing to more or less move as he sees fit and, and make the moves that he wants to. Whereas at Roma, they had a number of big players. They had a number of kind of um, players that had a lot of backing from the fans that didn't necessarily see things the same way. And so I think relations broke down very early. You bring in Luis Enrique, who is a very good coach by all accounts. And, and we've seen how successful he's been, but He's also a very kind of strong personality. The two of them both are very kind of headstrong. They like to do things their way. And if it's not their way, then you're out, basically. Mm-hmm. And so two characters come into a club that very much has its own tradition, has its own structure, its own culture. They try and change that culture. They try and impose themselves on it. And I think Monchi has said, look, I made mistakes. There's things that I wouldn't do again. Um, and there's things that, yeah, I got wrong there. So, so Monchi definitely grown from that he's definitely learned from that and uh and yeah one one of the things i find interesting is he did an interview just before the europa league final two and he said he was asked do you think you'd ever move abroad again i mean it wasn't on the cards it wasn't reported at any point and he said uh look like i'm happy at Sevilla, but i have a few ideas in my head so the fact that he didn't outright deny it a few weeks before the europa league final makes me think that Sooner or later, he does he will consider going abroad if it's if the circumstances are right. Right, and uh, you know, since he returned to Sevilla in in twenty nineteen, how have the club performed? Would you say, considering where they were when he came back in? Yeah, I mean, the two years where Monchi left were did not go well, to put it very very bluntly. Um, they had a succession of managers that didn't work out. They had, yeah, uh, a number of dodgy deals. And so Monchi was, again, partly on the back foot. He was trying to right the ship when he came in. And he absolutely did that. I mean, he brought in Yulen Lopetegui, a man who was very much a pariah in the Spanish media at that point. He had yeah. left the Spain job just before the World Cup to join Real Madrid. That didn't go well. That failed after kind of three, four months. So he brings in Lopetegui gives him the the power to kind of do what he wants with the side. And they go on to make three top four finishes in a row. 
That's the first time since the 1960s that had happened. They go on to win another Europa League. Um, and that very much is credit down to Monchi. And some of the players that he brought in there were very good. But as we've said, it kind of it contrasted with the model that they'd been approaching previously. So the younger players that they'd brought in, the likes of, I think it was Quinty Promise, I think it was Aisiati. There was a two or three younger players that they brought in, Ronnie Lopez, another one from Monaco, mm. that didn't really work out. And those were the players that needed to play kind of a bigger role in the team for that strategy to work. And you got to a situation this season where you had a manager at the end of his cycle who Monchi continued to back. And eventually it was the club, not Monchi, that sacked him. That was something that didn't go down too well with Monchi. And and this season was a, a complete disaster until until April, basically. So over those four years, you'd have to say it's probably an A minus. Monchi has done a fantastic job, but in those last kind of 12 months, certainly he he struggled to bring in the right players. Sevilla struggled to get the right results. And and his decisions certainly were at the heart of the reasons that they did struggle this season. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, Aston Villa, I guess, are kind of a, a natural link in the sense that he has worked with Unai Emery before, three years together, three Europa Leagues in a row. <laughs> Just feels like every year Sevilla win it. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, three Europa Leagues in a row is an absolutely incredible achievement. Um, do you think there's there's an appeal there? You, did they have a, you know, I'd said they've won three trophies in a row, but they had a successful spell together at Sevilla, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ivan Rakitic, as you mentioned, probably up there with the highlights of the Sevilla deals that he's ever done, and he was a main part of that. He captained the side to one of them. Unai Emery and Monchi are close. They have a good friendship um, beyond kind of their footballing um, philosophy. And I think, yeah, they gel well together. I think they, they work well together. I mean, Monchi has worked with quite a few Basque managers now uh, and got good results. And you could say that's down to Monchi picking the right people or just the fact that Basque managers are very good at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Monchi and Emery, I think they go hand in glove. They're very much um, along the same lines. And I think if they were to work together again, Certainly on the face of it, from the previous evidence that we have, there's no reason to suggest that they wouldn't be highly successful again. And and yeah, it, it's... I mean, listen, I've mentioned those kind of last 12 months at Sevilla and the struggles that they've had. But overall, if you're Aston Villa and you bring Monchi in, there's got to be a few doubts. There's got to be things that can go wrong. But on the whole, you have to be delighted with the fact that Monchi would be coming to your club. I mean, Monchi is... He there's few people, as I said, that have done better in the last twenty years at his job in the world. So, so yeah, he is in in terms of track record, he is at the top of the game. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, Rory. That's very been a very informative take on uh, Monchi, and we'll keep our eyes and ears out for Monday to see exactly what goes on. Um, but Rory, um, thanks again for coming on. I love chatting to you about football and La Liga, and um, so can you just tell us where we can find you and your work online? Yeah, if you want to keep across the Monchi saga and, and many more that are going to come this summer in Spain, go to Football España, follow them at Football España under slash on Twitter and myself at Ruri Barlow, R-U-R-I Barlow um, on Twitter as well. And I'll be posting my work there too.